With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. Joe Hoft on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Welcome to the Joe Hoff Show. We've got a lot to talk about today. We've got another another uh, sizzling um, hour of the Joe Hoff Show here for you, and uh, lots lots to talk about. I've been thinking a lot about really well a number of things. My mind never stops, which is kind of a curse to tell you the truth. I've I tell you what I've met some seem to me, and maybe it's grandiose on my part. Some people that seem not so I don't know. Maybe I'll just say more simple, and I just and and and. and and there's times that you say, man, wouldn't it be nice if the if you could just slow down a little bit and not just have this constant, constant mechanics and mechanical machine rolling in your brain? You could just step back and just relax and you know do something. I guess there's something to be said about meditation, and perhaps I should be doing more of that. But um, anyways, uh, maybe there's there's the answer. Anyways, uh, thanks for joining. We've got a great show. We've got uh, Colonel John Mills retired. Joining us here after the break, John was over in Taiwan in the recent elections there. He knows a lot about China. He knows a lot about what's going on in South America that really nobody's talking about how Venezuela is preparing, if it hasn't already, invaded Guyana, all about oil. Uh, the Middle East is just absolutely on fire right now. You talk to anybody, it's the worst place it's been in years. Even even Biden's uh, State Department uh, uh, had uh, the corrupt uh, Soros-related uh, Tony Blinken is admitting that the 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 Middle East is in them is is a mess. We've got Ukraine and Russia. What's going on there? And uh, the world's just a mess, thanks to Joe Biden. Uh, th- what happens is some of these large uh, countries with big armies like China and somewhat sophisticated like China, Russia, they are um, taking advantage of this situation. You've got Joe Biden in the White House, and this this world is a mess and biden has done nothing but really help these monsters we've seen them uh you know supporting uh iran which is just unbelievable i mean again this weekend three three dead americans and like 40 others you know really severely hurt um and uh you know it seems like the biden teams you know it's just like oh this terrible I actually talked to somebody the other day that said that that facility where they were where they were bombed by Iran related uh, an entity uh, related to Iran it's a top secret facility nobody should have known about that and yet here it is all over the news today this is the world that uh, Biden gives us it's an absolute mess a nightmare we've got this southern border and we've got all these people that have crossed into this country men of military age all of them running across that border into the U.S. many sneaking in at night it's like really really frightening what's going on the cartels are making billions on, on smuggling people we've got children that are being trafficked what is it now so it was 86,000 is it 200,000 children that are now missing that we don't know where they're at that have been registered have come into this country somehow some six-year-old makes it uh from south america to the border uh by himself and we're supposed to we're supposed to believe that let them in the country we put them in a facility then we lose them what the hell's going on with this sick sick administration this is the sickest the sickest damn stuff we've seen in our entire in our entire lives this world is a mess thanks to barack obama 
Joe Biden, all the crooks out there, and I and I started labeling them last week: Biden, uh, Obama, I say Comey, Ray Garland, uh, Eric Holder, Loretta Lynch, Andrew Weissman. The list in our Justice Department goes on and on. All these people connected, all of them corrupt as hell, monsters who give no dams about this country. They don't care a bit. They don't give a damn. It's all about what is it to them? Because it it's it's about being a good soldier for the for the uh, for the monster left, for the fascist, for the communist. What is it? I feel like Raffensperger in Georgia. What 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 really makes him tick? Why is he doing what he's doing? We've got an election in 2020 that was stolen. Why is he? Why did he certify that? Why does he still t- stick to it? Why does he write a book about integrity after stealing an election? Uh, how can he do that? He committed crimes by certifying an uncertifiable election. There was there was a million ballots in question, according to some IT experts. What's going on? Why? Why? And you know, and I went off on the FBI, DOJ the other day, and rightly so, rightly so. You know it, and I know it. It's absolutely necessary to let the world know what a, what monsters the U.S. is being led by right now because it's monsters. It's like this girl who I've had on my show before, this incredible entrepreneur in Italy, uh, Guglia Mariani said, uh, these people aren't animals. She corrected me. They're monsters. Animals are good things. And this is what's going on. But you know what hit me? The American people need to wake up. This is my frustration. I was talking uh, to a couple guys yesterday. Uh, on, a, on, a, on an, I was invited on a Conservative Daily to to talk and to share. We actually shared and we played that clip that I had a, a, a week ago or so, where I where I went off on the FBI and FBI. We went went off on the DOJ. These corrupt individuals running this entity that are that are now going after President Trump on bogus crimes. None of this stuff's real. We just found out this E. Jean Carroll case. This crazy lady who's saying that she was raped can't say the day, month, or year when she was raped. Could say the dress that she was wearing, which we find out wasn't even developed, designed, or manufactured at the time frame. There isn't a date. The time frame that she says she was raped by Donald Trump in a, in a, a luxurious, uh, what do you call it, woman's fashion shop on New York Strip, one of the most uh, luxurious places you'd ever go into. You talk to girls that have been there, they are all over you uh, to make sure that you're comfortable, to show you whatever you want. They're not letting you alone, and there's no way that Donald Trump would have walked in that store and people not noticed. His name is all over and has been for years. Even Barack Obama talked about Donald Trump and being Donald Trump years ago. And that before he started, uh, before he set up the coup d'etat for the Trump administration after Obama was uh, uh, was was president, it's you can't make this stuff up. But this this fantasy that was pushed then by this judge and this judge Kaplan. Now we find out. That the prosecuting attorney or the attorney, the defendant's attorney, so Eugene Carroll's attorney, has actually worked with Kaplan at the same law firm. Was his protege? They worked together. There's law, and this is the thing that's been thrown out the window by these monsters. Uh, conflict of interest. There, there is no conflict of interest. Jim Comey 
could be released, fired by Trump, rightly so. And his best friend, Mueller, run an investigation into his firing. I mean, this is never, never should have happened. Andrew Weissman, who's at Hillary Clinton's uh, event, uh, the, the her funeral, as Rudy Giuliani says, on election night of 20, uh, 2016, Weissman's there, and then he's the lead prosecutor in this Mueller gang. The whole gang hated Trump. There's evidence of all of them. They're monsters. And and it's, it's just unbelievable. But they don't care. That doesn't matter. It's get... Trump. And ultimately, it's not get Trump. It's get us. They want us. They're trying to get us. Well, truly, it's just in their way. They want to take down this country. That's all you can say. That's who, That's their goal. You wouldn't be doing what you're doing if you didn't want to do it. Who is paying them? That's the big question. Where's the money coming from? In the E. Jean Carroll case, we know it comes from this guy, Reed Hoffman, who, who's a billionaire founder of LinkedIn, who's been found at Epstein Island. He's, he's one of the individuals who went to Epstein Island. Big, fat, ugly guy. And, and, and here he is supporting the whole case, E. Jean Carroll. We've got this Judge Kaplan who's got the conflict of interest with the prosecuting attorney. And the same Judge Kaplan threw out a case by a girl who was abused by Epstein, was child was trafficked. It was a child trafficked by Epstein, and 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 she wanted to prosecute Prince Andrew. And who threw it out? Judge Kaplan, the same same nut job, who's allowed this case to move forward, even though he knows there's a conflict of interest because he worked with the prosecutor, knows her, was her mentor. I mean, this you can't make this stuff up. This is as we dig into all this, it's all garbage. And where's our media? Maybe we should do a rant on the media. I mean, because that's 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 they're the culprits. What, what the hell? This is sick. We've got a Pravda USA. It's it's the mainstream media, the legacy media, and I now include Fox in that. There's some people there that are great, but I'm telling you the channel and its entire emphasis now. It's been anti-Trump, anti-America. When they cut that, when on election night, they, they that's when they lost me. When they got a, cut a check for nearly a billion dollars to Dominion voting machines, that was the stupidest thing I think I've ever seen in, in uh, U.S. legal history. I mean, they didn't wait until the uh, until the reports out from on Dominion from Georgia, which says the systems are insecure. They're 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 not insecure. They there's no security. That basically no security, a bad a bad person, a hacker could get into them anytime, and and flip an election, and 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 Fox News decide to pay this company with all these flaws that you'd never accept in the corporate world. What's going on? Of course, Fox is part of it. So I, I throw Fox now with the legacy media. I'm sorry to some of you good people over there. There's a, there's a few of you that I really like. But I, you, you lost me on election night. You lost me when you're talking down to me on election night, and when you call Arizona, I was done. Well, listen to here's here's somebody who was great at Fox News and is no longer there. Listen to this clip from Tucker Carlson. We're going to show this right now. Trump really loved the country he grew up in. He really loved it, and he means it. He loved the people who live there. He loved its traditions, its weird little customs its idiosyncrasies, and that's kind of what he wants. He doesn't want a brave new future of new things. He wants to return not to antebellum America, 
but to like 1980 America. And it's kind of hard to argue why that's bad, actually. And so that's not a revolutionary agenda, nor is it a counter-revolutionary agenda. It's a return to normalcy. And the phrase, make America great again, means return it to a period not so long ago, when everyone was enfranchised and everyone had rights, but everyone was roughly, not everyone, but most people were sort of united in a sense of common purpose and culture. They were Americans, and they knew what that meant. We don't have that anymore, and that's Trump's vision. So you may not think that's possible. Um, you may not think maybe that's even virtuous to want that. But if you think that's a grotesque hellscape that he's describing, you're the freak. And that's why Fox News had to get rid of Tucker Carlson. Says it all right there. I mean, that's what that that's it. I mean, there there it is. This is where our media is at, and we, you know, will continue to point out the flaws in our justice system, in our media, in our politicians. Man, we could go off on all of these entities, and we should. But that's the that's the point I made with uh, Clements and uh, Joe Altman yesterday on this uh, other show. We should be standing on our chairs. Our congressmen and women should be standing on their chairs, screaming. Look what they're doing to this country. You've just imported a million or more freaking men of military age. We don't know who they are. They don't look like they're here to make America great. They're not here because they love our virtues. These, what are they doing here? Who's paying them? Where are they being stored right now? And who let them in? Of course, Joe Biden, the U.S. is paying for it. This is the monsters we live with today. These are the monsters. Those are the monsters. It wasn't me ranting the DOJ or FBI. That's absolutely legitimate and necessary. These people are the monsters. And there you have it. We'll be back with John Mills in just a moment. TNT's Patrick Henningsen. Hamza Dahoud was the eldest son of the Gaza Bureau for Al Jazeera, while Dahoud, who previously lost other family members in Israeli bombing raid. And we would say that this is probably, in terms of conflicts, uh, this many journalists have been lost, uh, killed, injured, in the whole of the Second World War, and that lasted uh, a number of years. And only in the last three months are we scraping 100 on the uh, journalist uh, fatality list, which is coming fast and furious out of Gaza. Patrick Henningsen on today's News Talk TNT. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future. Our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification, five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are Opportunity Zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702. 
or read more at MITmodular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that. Today's News Talk Radio. Now we're talking. TNT. And we are back at the Joe Hoff Show, the beacon of freedom and truth, and uh, nobody better to share the truth with and to hear from the truth uh, from than uh, retired Colonel John Mills. John, welcome to the Joe Hoff Show. Joe, thank you. Always an honor to be on the show with you. Great. Well, hey, um, I understand uh, you're in D.C. now, but just long, not long ago, you were uh, over in Taiwan and I was following uh, what I could from what was going on there. But maybe you can tell our audience, ex- you know, exactly what happened over there in Taiwan while you were there here recently. So on the uh, 13th of, dis- of January uh, 2024, they had their presidential elections, which they have every four years. Uh, the uh, party that's in power, the Democratic Progressive Party, uh, is uh, called the Green Party. I'm actually wearing their jacket right now. You can consider them uh, the populist, the mega party of uh, Taiwan, the Make Taiwan Great Again Party. Uh, some some people get all caught up and they just can't get their heads around. Well, that Democratic Progressive Party, that doesn't sound like us. Please, I implore everybody, just, just be flexible on these matters. You got a lot of uh, aligned parties in other countries that may have names that just may be orthogonal to what we're conditioned to. Don't worry about it. Get over it and uh, realize they're they're the party we, uh, that uh, was the right party. So um, they they've been in they've been in for two cycles. Um, they had the election and they won. It's unprecedented. No, no, never has a single party won three presidential elections in a row pretty big deal. They were running against the KMT, the Gomingdong, which is kind of the legacy party that founded Taiwan when they fled from the mainland to this island called Taiwan, which was not part of China, was not part of China. They fled there, essentially occupied it. Um, Chiang Kai-shek was, you know, let's be totally honest, historically correct and accurate, was a CIA operative for a number of years. But uh, the whole U.S. government in many ways really grew fatigued with uh, every dollar they gave them, 80 percent went into the big guy's pocket. So you think 10 percent for the big guy's bad. How about 80 percent? So the KMT has become corrupt. They're, they're the blue party. Um, that's the party uh, the Chinese Communist Party wanted to win. You also had a third party, which was the first time you had the Taiwan People's Party, and they were portraying themselves as a middle of the road party. Not quite. I, I don't like this term independence because, you know, I did 80 man on the street interviews, 80 to 100. And every time I asked that, even with Gomingdong and, and TPP supporters, you know, they're kind of they were puzzled. Well, you know, we're we're already a country. We're we're already we don't need anybody's permission to be independent or sovereign. We're 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 already a country. Um, you know, the friction point is some of the old guard KMT that are in the pockets of the Chinese Communist Party, you know, they want to align with the mainland. Why? Because they've been bought off. Uh, they have investments in China, etc. Even Terry Guo, uh, you know, was going to run as a third party candidate until he got intimidated. He's the one who owns Foxconn. He uh, that, that essentially most likely your, your iPhone was made with Foxconn or Foxconn uh, parts or somewhere in the process. 
Terry Goyle got pulled aside by the Chinese communists and said, look, we're going to we're going to uh, essentially take over all of your facilities on the mainland unless you drop out. So he dropped out. So uh, the elect again, the election was had a decisive win for the Green Party, the uh, DPP. Now, the legislature is a little bit of a different question. Uh, also, a first, uh, nobody won a majority. And so there has to be some kind of cooperation between one or more of the parties to get get uh, something passed in the legislature. And Taiwan's kind of famous for its fights in the legislature. Just look on YouTube. Yeah. The Blue Party, yeah. the Blue Party over the last several years has thrown a fit in the legislator legislative body uh, fighting defense buildup. But that's yeah. what's going John. on, Joe. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, when you say fights, you're talking literal fights. These guys start duking it out right there, right there on the House floor, or whatever legislative floor. Uh, that's what you're talking about there, right? Right, right. I mean, it's uh, you never, you rarely see per some somebody punching somebody else, but there's pushing, there's shoving, there's throwing of water, yeah. there's throwing of papers. You know, the the blue party has tried to take the uh, podium. Uh, you know, they fought the new submarine program. They fought it tooth and nail, but they say they're for defense buildup, buildups, but they fought the new submarine tooth and nail. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. You know, I was uh, I, I was stationed in Hong Kong for almost a decade and we've been over to Taiwan a few times, did business over there. Wonderful people. People were just great to me. I I was uh, been up in that Tower 101, beautiful building. When it was built, it was the tallest building in the world. Just when it was built, it was like the only structure there in the middle of uh, Taipei. It just looked so lonesome. Now, the last few times I've gone there, they've built up around it. And it's really an amazing city and amazing people. And uh, because the Japanese, here's these are my thoughts on Taiwan. The Japanese invaded in World War II, before World War II. There is a flavor there of some really really divine food some of the some of the uh some of that uh rubbed off on the uh, taiwanese and and they speak mandarin like mainland china which is nice for the mainlanders i believe to come over and visit and, and tour i've had a friend who's gone over there just to surf on the uh on the western shore of the uh, country so it's pretty it's pretty uh it's it's rural i think outside of taipei to some extent but it's a pretty uh it's really moved forward. It was one of the tigers uh, that were uh, noted uh, back uh, 20 years ago or so. It's really becoming uh, some important countries like Singapore, Hong Kong, and, and Taiwan. Um, but the one thing that I, I read a history book on on Taipei, you mentioned Chiang Kai-shek, and this is this what uh, I remember about reading about Chiang Kai-shek was, was that when the U.S. announced they were joining the World War II, he played Ave Maria apparently on his uh, his uh, what would you call it phonograph or or his uh, record player over and over that day. He was so excited that the U.S. was finally going to join the war, and he had to, according to this history book I read, he had to fight not just the Japanese, but he was fighting Mao Zedong as well and his army of communists. And uh, and eventually, when the war was over. That's when Mao uh, took over, and it might have been the corruption in Chiang Kai-shek's army that that allowed for gave some really good uh, propaganda to the uh, to the communists, and that's when Chiang Kai-shek fled uh, to Taiwan and Taipei. And I've been to a huge uh, museum there where they've got 
a big green rock that's probably worth, I don't know, millions and millions, maybe billions uh, that I believe and a lot of nice things that I believe were looted out of China when uh, Chiang Kai-shek made it into Taiwan. So I think there's been this rift there between what was Mao and Chiang Kai-shek for years. Now it's uh, it's it's still there, this residue that China thinks that's our country. And probably you took a lot of things that were ours. And um, that's the way it is right now. What's your what's your thinking on this this this, oh, I heard you share about this. This is why I'm asking you. What, what U.S. policy with Taiwan now? What, how does that fit all that's going on? And should that change? Well, okay, there's law and there's policy. The laws that are in effect, I would point to four. You got the 1979 Taiwan Relations Act, which a lot of government bureaucrats will quibble and say that doesn't really say that we'll defend Taiwan. I, uh, I, I disagree. That was always a point of contention when I took over the Taiwan portfolio to be the cyber representative from Department of Defense to Taiwan Ministry of National Defense. So the 1979 Taiwan Relations Act says it is law. The U.S. will maintain the capabilities to uh, deter aggression and coercion against Taiwan. I think I take that literally. Okay, that is uh, that is absolutely U.S. law. The uh, the other parts, though, there was a Taiwan Travel Act passed during the uh, during the uh, um, Trump years that because at that time there had been a real throttle on the level of who was able to visit. They didn't really want any seniors to travel with special exception. I had exceptions to travel there, but they really didn't want seniors to travel. Now it says they will travel and essentially the Indo-Pacific staff will work closely with the Taiwan Ministry of National Defense on war plans. That's not exactly what it says, but I think that's definitely the, the intent and spirit of the Travel Act. Now there's also, I would point to the 23 and 24 National Defense Authorizations Act that are just overflowing with direct statements and hat tips to the defense of Taiwan. So I think at this point in time, we're going to be involved one way or another uh, if China makes, an, makes a move, an overt move, but even, a, even a, a passive move. I think at this point in time, there's six possible courses of action uh, uh, and they need to do it. Th this first one, they got to do by April. April, the storm season starts and it goes till October and they don't want, want to deal with the big hurricane, Hurricane T in November. That's Hurricane Trump. So the first one is a hard invasion. Second one is a soft invasion. Third one is an envelopment or blockade. The fourth one is bypassing Taiwan and going for the second island chain, which is U.S. territory. Part of that is the fifth one is do nothing. The sixth one uh, is continue to pour gasoline on all the wars breaking out, uh, the regional wars breaking out across the world, which every single one of them has a tentacle right back to China. So I think those are the laws, the policies. We need to update. Now, policies, are, again, are not laws. Uh, they should derive and conform to laws. Uh, but this silliness, Biden flubbed it. When he was asked, what about the Taiwan elections? He said, we don't support in independence. Well, actually, what he just said was in contradiction of both law and policy. Tony Blinken, as, as much as I have reservations about Tony Blinken, his statement was much clear, accurate, and conformed to law and policy. I and mean, it was very simple. We congratulate 
the Taiwanese in a democratic election. Now, he refers to like the 1992 agreement. There's a couple of other things. We just need to update those because those we no, I can't get anybody to ever be able to articulate what those other agreements, those informal agreements mean. So that's where we're at as far as law and policy. And yes, we just we just need to say we unequivocally we will defend Taiwan, which actually is what it says in the 1979 TRA. And 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 uh, the, the two party uh, or the two country system or whatever. Now, what what do they call that? The uh, in one China. Uh, yeah, policy. At this point in time, at this point in time, that doesn't even mean anything. Taiwanese do not consider themselves China. They've no. actually made statements where they have uh, revoked or rescinded all all claims to the mainland. Um, I think one of the things they should do is change their name, no longer call themselves the Republic of China. They need to call themselves formally the Republic of Taiwan. They might even consider changing their flag. I think that would be a good one. Well, I think that's, there's some, those sound so simple and little, but those mean so much. I think you're so right about that. You mentioned um, these various scenarios. Which one do you think is going to play out here before November? Well, we just had a planning meeting with the Committee on Present Danger, and uh, Steve Bannon was able to come by for a little bit. And uh, as we we measured them, because we actually had a matrix of these six these and then these six courses of action, and then these 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 factors, and with a weighted score. And when you score them, actually the envelopment, i.e., blockade or bypass was the the one that made the most sense but that's to a rational thinker and a rational planner right well there you have it there you have it so we don't really know by the way uh what i wrote about this when i was in hong kong back in the uh, 2018 19 trump was crushing the chinese economy he put in these policies where basically they had to comply with the trade agreement. He was wanting them to sign it. They said they would. They came. They stabbed him in the back. He said, "Okay, fine. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to increase the tariffs uh, on your products coming into the U.S. and and other things." And that turned out to be really profitable for the U.S. and China. Did things with their currency, keep the prices such that their products would would remain basically the same in the US, even with these tariffs, but that really hurt the Chinese economy. And then what happened was the US dollar got stronger and there was all these loans over in China that were in US dollars. And so those loans became very expensive uh, to, to basically pay off by the Chinese. And I saw this and I saw how there in Hong Kong, you'd see this flood of Chinese coming into Hong Kong. They had to put in a rule that said, if you buy property and you're not a, you don't have a Hong Kong citizenship or residency, then you have to pay an extra 30% one-time tax on that property in order to purchase it because people were coming across that border with suitcases full of Chinese cash, really just trying to, I think, get, trying to get their currency out of China. Like I've heard Bannon say back then, if you opened the doors, the Chinese currency would flood out of there because the people don't have a lot of trust in what was going on. And so 
I so for seven years uh, I wasn't a resident of Hong Kong, and we we rented because of this law. I didn't want to pay thirty percent on the most expensive real estate in the world, and um, a one time thing that you'd never get back. But anyways, they've since since now COVID, they've gotten rid of that. So there's now an initiative in China with the soft coup that they took in taking over Hong Kong, where they now are allowing Chinese to come back in and buy property. And I believe that is this effort to basically change the culture, bring in a bunch of uh, Mandarin speaking and Chinese you know, people to come in and change that whole makeup of Hong Kong slowly. But now they they own Hong Kong. And I think that's the strategy they'd love to uh uh, put in place with Taiwan, where they don't come across as this big bully uh, with the war, et cetera. Instead, they'll just take it over slowly and and eventually do like they've done in Hong Kong. Um, the thing that I wrote about back then, though, was the economy in China. It was slowing down big time. And I even said, if there's a if China released COVID intentionally, it's because Trump was crushing them economically. Now, we just saw this week that Evergrande went bankrupt and this used to be i think the biggest uh real estate firm in all of china maybe the world 300 billion in uh in debt that this company had so the the richest person in hong kong was a big investor in this in this company and uh the, the richest woman in asia was the was was one of the biggest investors in this country or this company and now it's gone under and the judges said hey you've got to uh, uh dissolve uh you're not able to pay your bills that i think is just as and I've, i talked on bannon's show a couple of years ago about this saying this is to me it's a real estate issue they've overbuilt they can't pay it nobody's paying off this debt and um and i even heard a personal note somebody who bought a property over there in in china now it's now it's underwater and they can't sell it for what they bought it for so they're now they're stuck with it sounds very similar to like 2007 and 8 in the u.s so my question is what do you think of china's economy and is that going to impact what's you know happening with taiwan or these other uh, efforts around the world yeah absolutely they're they're the uh their house of cards in many ways has collapsed um yeah all the evergrande c-suites you know essentially have been arrested and disappeared um the the real estate thing was a mirage it's gone um they still have to conform to the dollar as the reserve currency you know the biden team is just financially illiterate and doesn't understand the concept and the power of the reserve currency it's not all powerful but it does have a lot of power and that's trump and navarro knew how to use that so evergrande has collapsed they have food shortages 50% must be imported. You know, most of their pork comes from Iowa and North Carolina. And uh, 50% of their energy has to be imported. Uh, you know, it's going to be years until the pipelines from Iran across Afghanistan and Pakistan are finished and flowing. And they don't have the Taliban constantly, uh, you know, punching holes in the pipelines. So most of their energy still goes through that very narrow mile and a half passage the Straits of Malacca between Singapore and Indonesia, which you put one or two mines in the water, it's over. Nobody's going to move their ships. And that's what's going on in the Middle East right now with the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden. No mines in the water that I've heard 
But with all the attacks, most of the ships have just said, we're not going to, we're going to invoke wartime rates, which are, you know, 10, 20 X what they normally are. And, and that's the insurance. So that essentially shuts down traffic. And they know uh, we put one or two mines in the water uh, off the Straits of Malacca. That's it for their energy. So this is like Japan in uh, summer of 41 and Roosevelt saying no more uh, oil and rubber from Malaya. That was it for Japan. The, as, as dysfunctional as the Biden team is, uh, they've kept, especially with uh, microchips, uh, uh, they've kept their, their boot on the neck of China, which is very difficult. They want those leading edge chips, the three, uh, the five and three nanometer. And I went to the TSMC plant, got a very special executive uh, tour. And uh, but it's the uh, the next generation is the two nanometers. It just means more processing power in a smaller area. So the the older chips, those are relatively commoditized, but they want those advanced chips for advanced weapon systems ai your phone depends on those advanced chips bottom line it's rough in china she is making a lot of uneconomic decisions now there there's this all this chatter that china's really upset that uh iran is uh you know using the hooties to block shipping that hurts the chinese economy that is total psyop at this point in time, she has become a thug. He does not care how many people suffer or starve in China. So he's making a lot of uneconomic decisions that don't make any sense. Because right now, it's, it's no longer about the economy. It's about toppling America. Mm. Unbelievably scary stuff. It's really scary because when people uh, feel the pressure economically, that's when they start reacting. Maybe, uh, maybe, uh, in the wrong ways. Hey, John, can we, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the great retired uh, Colonel John Mills here on the Joe Hoff Show. We'll be right back. <laughs> My baby's back from the West Coast. <laughs> Hear those pictures that you asked for for your school project? First day of school, cute as a button. <laughs> so long ago. Oh, here's Grandma Florence after that flood wiped out the whole neighborhood. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. And it's the best way to protect that legacy. Ah, those beans smell heavenly. Give mm -hmm. mom a little credit. You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. Oh, great idea. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you at the link. Okay. Smart. I'm coming to share with you guys. Protect your legacy. Plan for natural disasters today. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan. Anticipate potential delays for the morning commute. In other news, a recent government report on prescription drug pricing points to corporate mouth. Freedom of the press is about your right to know. What are you talking about, man? Look at his stats. It's about your right to be informed. Your right to access all types of information keeps us free as a nation. No, 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 no. Today, there are real threats to press freedom. And your right to know about the world around us. Look. Some threats are obvious, some are easy to miss, but they all put our way of life at risk. 
We must defend against all of these threats, no matter what kind of news is important to you. Justified putting American troops in harm's way. That's a great question. We must protect our right to know before it's too late. Understand the threats. ProtectPressFreedom.org. You're listening to Joe Hoft on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Hey, we're back on the Joe Hoff Show with great uh, retired Colonel John Mills here with us. He's uh, been in Taiwan. He's an expert on a lot of things and uh, have, has talked extensively this first segment together about China and, and Taiwan in particular and their economy now. What are you, what's going on with the rest of the world here related to China? Uh, John, what can you tell us? Well, I, I did a piece in the Gateway Pundit on this, uh, you know, uh, it's 1938, uh, you know, so in 1938, if you ask the experts, is, are we is, are we in World War II? Well, one, they wanted to recognize the term because there was no such thing as World War. The first World War was only known as the Great War. But they'd say, oh, no, no, there's conflict in China. There's conflict in Ethiopia, Spain. The German leader has has reoccupied the frontier with France. He's taken Austria and Czechoslovakia, but there's not a world war. And 1939, they changed their tune. All those things blurred into what became World War, what was then recognized as World War II when Germany crossed the border into Poland. We're in that moment right now. I count no less than 14 regional conflicts or immediate flashpoints around the world uh, that every single one of them traces to China. You know, just in Europe, you have, uh, of course, Ukraine, and always, 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 everybody gets this confused. You have to look. Ukraine was not Russia and Ukraine having a conflict. This was Putin saying in fall of 21, hey, uh, uh, Mr. Xi, as part of our agreement to collapse the U.S., which is a formal treaty, um, we uh, we will uh, take... Uh, Ukraine in 72 hours. Well, I mean, literally, that's that's literally what happened. And two years later, here we are. But there's also you have to look at Hamas. You have to look at the Houthi attacks. You have to look at the sustained attacks on our base camps, which now we have three American dead because of uh, because of the Biden team and their incompetence. That's a sustained campaign to push America and the West out and establish the Chinese left limits of, of their immediate sphere of influence as being the Eastern Mediterranean. They don't want even us to, talk, to be to uh, have access to the top end of the Suez. So you also got to look very, very possibly uh, Russia will reach out and uh, uh, occupy Polish territory and Lithuanian territory to establish a land bridge to Kaliningrad. So that's just Europe and the Middle East. But again, all of those are related to the Chinese master plan, which is the no limits, no boundaries agreement that they signed with Russia, also with their ancillaries of North Korea, uh, Iran and Venezuela. So in 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 the in uh, the Pacific, obviously, Taiwan, but also uh, we got North Korea on the verge of invading South Korea uh, and Japan and uh you have the Philippines uh, struggling to keep the Chinese off of their shores. It's getting really bad with the Chi Chinese pushing to uh, shoals and small un unmanned, uh, you know, unoccupied islands right off the Filipino coast. China's saying that's ours. Um, and then you got the Straits of Malacca, which very likely they'll have to lash out and uh, 
occupy the straits which means war with singapore and 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 indonesia but uh you know a lot of people say well you know, will we really fight taiwan well if if they make a move toward taiwan North Korea is going to invade the South, which is immediately going to include uh, South Korea and Japan. When uh, China moves against Taiwan, they're going to have to hit both Japanese territory, Filipino territory, and American territory. So we're definitely going to get drug into this. And then in the Americas, right here at home, right in our front yard, we got Venezuela uh, threatening to invade Guyana. We got a very, very vulnerable uh, Panama Canal, which we depend on for, for trade. You got Chinese paramilitaries and spy bases inside of Cuba, likely with missiles already. And oh, by the way, fentanyl, 100% made in northern Mexico under Chinese supervision. And we got an army of Chinese already in the country. They're running bio labs. They're distributing fentanyl. They're the vanguard of uh, just they have to turn the switch and they're they're the vanguard we have to worry about with conflict. So other than that, everything's going great, Joe. What's going great for China, I guess. I guess they're right now they're doing whatever they want and uh including invading the US and nobody's there to push back. I've heard uh Gordon Chang on this show share months ago that there's like two hundred thousand Chinese of military age that are in this country. Uh, Michael Yan would probably confirm that. I mean, this is uh this is insanity. And we've and we found, like you said, we have found Chinese biolabs in California, at least one, maybe more. And um and we sit back and do nothing. I, I, as you mentioned that, I'm like, why? Where is our Where is our Department of Justice, our FBI, in in protecting Americans rather than going after Americans? Maybe it'd be good for them to maybe just kind of look at these Chinese that are here that aren't here legally and maybe see what they're up to because uh, this doesn't this this is really. Let's, it, you can't even make it up how bad it is. You, you, who would do this? What country would allow this to happen? Do you think we, you and I, John, could go into China, start making a bio lab, and China just, uh, you know, let us walk right in and and uh, do something like that? I'll tell you the 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 customs. Maybe you've been there. The customs between Hong Kong and and China. You got to go over a, a moat, and there's barbed wire fence on both sides. And the only way in and out is you got to go through customs, and that's the way it is. If you tried to br- you just walk across that moat, first of all, you probably couldn't. But second of all, you'd be lucky to be alive, I think, at the end. And then if you did make it in, you're not going to be starting a bio lab without China saying something. That's for sure. This is insanity what's going on in the in the U.S. right now. I guess China knows it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we have to obviously we have to have a a a good outcome in november now more and more democrats are flipping on this border issue we got to get more and more to flip more and more realizing this insanity you got even john fetterman who uh i never thought i'd say this is one of the one of the most clearest thinking and makes the most sense in the u.s senate uh mcconnell needs to walk over and see if he wants to change parties um, this is, uh, yeah, it's a mortal danger. It's right now. We, we just put out a line act. I worked with Act for America to put out a line act. Uh, we have to hold those who are profiting from this invasion accountable. And we started with American Airlines and Delta Airlines and Phoenix Sky Harbor, which appear to be taking a grant and contract money from DHS and HHS 
to enable this invasion and flying in all these illegals. And Todd Wood just sent me a note and there was a big dust up and dust up and scuffle at the Atlanta Hartsfeld where a Georgia state senator tried to be there when a plane load of illegals was brought in and got into a tussle with what appeared to be U.S. military escorting them. Now, that's just insanity. Any Amer any military who is doing this, I would suggest they are violating their oath of office to the Constitution if they are enabling this invasion. So we have to bring more and more of this into the open out, you know, just leverage outrage and pressure a shutdown. And we got to also impeach Mayorkas as fast as possible. Oh, yeah, that should have been done day one. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. The guy who's from Cuba running our uh, illegal immigration operation, because that's what it is, child trafficking operation, because that's what it is. I've heard that, John, that the people that are really behind this, the U.S. entity that's allowing this to happen, somebody somebody shared with me, it was the De Department of Defense. Have you heard the same, or do you, do you have a better understanding? Well, it, we that's what congress should determine there needs to be who this network of departments and agencies but it, it's always having been through these things so many times the white house we we need to foia and find the letter designating the lead federal official so who is the lead federal official for uh, because it's by name a, a lead federal official from a department or agency who are they, which designates which department is in, in, in the lead, and then what support are all, because everybody else is in support when they designate a, a lead federal uh, agency and official. So, and what, so what is, what in the world is the Department of Defense doing in this domestic operation enabling the flying in of illegals? This is just crazy. And we need, if you took an oath of office, which you did uh, in uniform, and you're enabling this, this is just shameful. Yeah, I've heard uh, some of these border uh, workers uh, uh, for the federal government that they're joining sides with Texas now and uh, and uh, going to comply with the uh, Texas uh, uh, National Guard, et cetera. And, and, and finally, I guess, uh, preventing at least some border crossers into the state. So um, that's good to see. They probably, again, we, we've put these people in a horrible situation. We haven't. The Biden administration, we we were the ones that have sat back and allowed this to happen. No matter how much we scream, though, it doesn't seem like uh, anything's gotten done. The Democrats are clearly behind it. And um, it's it's clearly sinister, John. I, I the You know, you hear people this week even saying, oh, the reason they're bringing them in is because they want more votes. And I got to tell you, John, I've studied the 2020 election in and out and every which way from a professional auditing and, and, and finance experts uh, position. And, I, and they don't they don't need the votes. They create them. I mean, they don't need people. They just make up these votes. I'm telling you, if they need votes, there's enough people on those voter rolls that they can just grab some names, associate some ballots to them and be done. And they've got the technology now to do that. So it's not about votes. And, and that's a lie. And that's what's really hit me over the last four years. No, it's not about votes. So what's going on? And then you see all these guys in military age that have in, in, invaded the U.S. And you maybe saw that guy last weekend, that terrorist from they later somebody identified who this guy was. He's a terrorist walking across country uh, into the country saying, well, you guys don't know what's going on. If you did, you wouldn't allow me to come in. And the guy goes, who are you? He says, you'll soon find out. And it's happened to be some terrorist, according yeah. to some others, that was 
13 years in, in some prison somewhere for terrorism. So what are we doing here? What's, uh, you know, what what is this all about? Is, is China it's, running the show? Yeah, in the? But, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, all of the above, and they have the willing enablers. The problem is we, gotta, we have to continue to be more and more precise, not just complain about the Biden team, not just complain about Mayorkas, but what departments and agencies are using what resources to enable this and uh, and identify them with specificity and start, you know, shutting down the uh, funding for these because uh, the, they, they, a lot of it's coming from HHS because everybody's assuming that, yeah, the DOD might have a component, but a lot of the big funds are actually flowing through HHS and, uh, you know, what remains of, uh, you know, monies that were voted on uh, for, you know, stimulus during the uh, during the scam COVID years. That's where a lot of this money is. And we got to get better at budget forensics. Your, your background as an Amen. auditor is important. We got to get better at bu- budget forensics because just complaining in the abstract, they're going to run circles around us until yeah. we get very precise and say this line item in HHS is being used to facilitate these mm. en- enablers. I mean, it was uh, Arizona uh, last year when I went and gave some testimony in Arizona, uh, you know, uh, the uh, the uh, acting governor out there who shouldn't be in the governor's seat. Yeah. There was a whole tranche of HHS money that was go- flowing to Arizona and a lot of it, like I stayed in a hotel, you know, mm. it was all name, name it. I'm a, I'm, I'm a Hilton, uh, uh, you know, we yeah. own Hilton stock. And I bla- I blasted Hilton after I stayed at this NBC Suites. It was absolutely disgraceful staying yeah. in this place. It was disgusting. And saying, hey, if you're going to take, you guys want to take government grant money through HHS to, uh, you know, make, you know, destroy your facility, fine. But just be, just be transparent about it and, uh, let everybody know. I'm not going to stay there anymore. Yeah, for sure. I, that's what we do need is a lot of auditors. I don't know if there's enough in the world right now. We could get into that next time we talk. But thanks, John, for joining us. We'll uh, we'll let you go. Thanks, really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow on the Joe Hoff Show with another great guest. Don't don't miss. <laughs>